The Skills Profile for Cultural Heritage Report from the EU-funded project EU Heritage states that there is a need to improve outreach and community involvement skills in the area of heritage promotion. In this episode, we identify digital skills that help community projects and how they transfer to the cultural sector. By the end of this episode, you should know where to start. Cultural Heritage 2.0 Hello, my name is Madeleine Habich. I'm part of the Erasmus Plus project Cultural Heritage 2.0 and my interview partner for today is Angelika Zilisko from the University of Applied Arts, Vienna. Hello, Angelika. Hi, Madeleine. Thank you for having me. A few words about myself. As you already mentioned, I'm working at the University of Applied Arts Vienna, which is an art university, arts and design university. I graduated from University of Vienna and studied German language and literature. And at the University of Applied Arts, I am in the department support art and research, the deputy head and responsible for research funding on the one hand, but also for alumni services and things related to creative industries. Angelika, you have experience with community projects. So from your experience, which digital skills are helpful in these community projects? Digital skills in community projects aren't the first thing which comes to your mind when thinking about community projects, because community projects as working with people. But COVID showed us that Uh, there are some ways to do community projects digitally and also digital skills are also post-COVID very important in order to do community projects. One of the digital skills, of course, is how to gather and how to, to reach people, which is social media and newsletter, but also basic project management platforms such as Slack or Trello in order to develop Uh, the project with the community and especially in terms of outreach or to document the community projects the already mentioned newsletter and social media has uh, also again here a very an important role because on the one hand you want to gather people you like to do the community project with and this mostly or sometimes happens with uh, social media and tools like a newsletter but on the other hand you also would like to document your work and to make it publicly visible. And therefore, again, a newsletter and or social media are very important digital skills for community projects. Can you maybe give us an example from your work? At our university, we do have a lot of community projects because that's what art and design is for, actually, is to work with people. The project I was involved myself is uh, an Erasmus Plus project. It's called Cyanotypes, and it's uh, just currently in the starting phase. The project here is to work with a lot of other partners, so therefore we use Slack in order to work with the project and work with the other partners and share files, uh, which are important for everybody, and avoid an overflow of emails. In this project, it's also important to reach out to the society. So therefore, a website has been created in order to have some place where you can refer your work to. I think 
even a really small community project, a website is something which is absolutely necessary because you need something, some place to refer to and also you need a place where to document your work and which is accessible all the time, also after the project. And there will be also social media channels such as especially Facebook and uh, LinkedIn in order to reach out to other colleagues to get involved into the project and also to inform the public community about the project. Just one question in between. How do you make it possible within the project that um, all the partners have those digital skills? Do you have any workshops or is it just given that people have this or bring this into the project? It's quite an interesting question because I think upon a certain age, it's quite easy to navigate, especially, for example, on a, a tool like Slack because it's very intuitive. But for social media, it's always a big failure to think everybody can do social media because you have to take care of a lot of things when using Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. There are certain ways to make your posts more visible. There are certain rules how to post on those social media platforms. So this is really funny because people think that everybody can use this because it's open, it's free, and it's actually really easy to, to use. But especially for social media workshops and, and other kind of online information services about how to use social media platforms is, is very important. In our case, we have an own, a partner who is very experienced with communication and is dealing with all the communication in the project. So for small-scale community project, because not everybody is doing a very big uh, Erasmus Plus or European Union project. Uh, there are also smaller fundings for local association from the city of Vienna and so on. So for small-scale community project, it is important to either inform yourself beforehand how to work with different tools. First, first of all, which tools do exist? and get an overview and this could be simply by ask around ask your colleagues or or peers and also then inform yourself about how to use those those tools because they're actually tools in order to make your work easier and better also just ask your colleagues or maybe there's somebody in your working group who is experienced with that or who is a digital native who is dealing easier with those things than uh person who has uh, probably other assets and is very good in budgeting, for example. A very good note on the side to find someone who just maybe not only knows how to do it, but also likes to do social media and newsletters, etc. I think you can see if there's someone behind such a channel who really likes what he or she does. I'm also teaching a course which is called Prospects of Professional Practice which gives our students an overview about what uh, they can do in the future. And community projects are, of course, a part of it. It's always difficult to try to achieve something if you're alone, especially when you're still a student or a recently graduated alumni. So therefore, I always tell them, if you're not good with accounting, search for a person or a partner who is good with it. The same is if you have... A friend who is really good with uh, social media or texting and really likes to do this, then ask him if he wants to do it or if he 
uh, wants to help you doing it. This is um, something which is very easy and kind of close, but people sometimes don't think about this possibility. Sometimes the easiest approach isn't always the, the most accessible one for oneself because people always tend to think they have to do everything on their own, which is not true. So now we've talked about the digital skills. Let's have a look at how um, do community projects add value to the cultural heritage sector? A lot. The most uh, cultural heritage projects I know have a community aspect. For example, we have in our university a big uh, restoration and conservation department, which is doing, of course, a lot for cultural heritage because they make sure that cultural heritage still exists. And you always have to address also the community. And by addressing, it's not only one way, it should be a two-way. And therefore, uh, community projects within cultural heritage projects are very important. So the community can add value to uh, cultural heritage projects in a lot of ways, either in their knowledge, but also they can help do manual work in terms of bringing in the citizen science aspect. But it's also good to have the acceptance of the people without the community and the people adding value to certain topics. The value of the topics would kind of decrease and become not important for the society anymore. So it's very important to bring the society and therefore the community, which is always part of the society, on board in order to make sure that cultural heritage projects are accepted and therefore cultural heritage has, um, has a kind of future. If the society, the community is not on board with especially cultural projects, then... There is, I think, a great danger that the society once will say, why do we spend money on this? It has no importance. Making community, making a society part of cultural heritage projects is uh, very important. You said you have a lot of experience already with community projects. So what to you is um, the, the best part of doing this? The best part about doing community projects is to don't work alone in your office or chamber or wherever you're working, uh, is to get out and meet people and discuss with people and also broaden your own perspective. Because that's the danger also of working alone or to not include the community. Your perspective maybe is limited and with involving other people, Uh, you can always broaden your perspectives and your your view on things. And transferring this back to the digital um, part of the community projects, do you think you also feel like this for the parts uh, that are digital, like the uh, outreach uh, via social media or also doing project management on a digital platform together? Yes, of course. It's always a big difference if you talk in person to other people than talking online, but as COVID has shown us, there are possibilities. If uh, it's not possible otherwise, or if it's easier and more eco-friendly or more time-friendly for different target groups to shift your uh, community work into the digital area. 
or at least part of it. I also see here that the digital world, so to say, can bring added value to community projects to have discussions on a project web uh, platform, if it's professionally managed, of course. People in community projects is also people usually do not get paid for their work. So therefore, it's very important that those people who you would like to work with are uh, getting a really good service from you in terms of information. It's clear what you want from them. It's clear what they should add to the project because otherwise they feel like they're wasting their time. And this shouldn't, of course, be the case. So working with the community is something which must be also planned very well because otherwise the people might uh, drop out of the project because they don't really feel like they see their place in the project. And this is very important for community projects to make the people understand that their work they're adding and their input they're giving is very valuable. If I want to know more about community projects, where should I start from your perspective? It depends on which kind of community projects you want to do. If you would like to do a citizen science project where you really work with citizens uh, scientifically, there is the platform Citizen Science Austria, which is the platform for working with citizen science methods. So if you would like to do uh, community projects and you have not no experience within, you do not need to start from scratch. There are already good examples of successful community projects For example, the European uh, Commission has, with Creative Europe, a funding scheme which is uh, targeted towards community engagement and to make a difference in society. So to have a look at Austria's uh, projects in the past two or three years would be an example. Or have a look at our university and, first of all, have a look at the different study options. There are sometimes really nice diploma projects, which, which are already community projects from our students. So come to see the diploma shows of different art universities, come to events like the Open House or the Angewandte Festival, where the studios make themselves more open and more visible. Last but not least, community projects always need a certain kind of funding, because without funding, it's quite hard to, to do community projects because there are always some costs. So have a look at different funders or funding programs. For example, the city of Vienna have different fundings and then have a look at their projects and have a look at their project websites and what they are doing. This is also a good idea if you would like to increase your network or to make sure the topic you're working on isn't already fully exploited which probably won't be the case, but just to make sure to have also partners on board, which could be uh, successful for your work and to increase your network. So to sum it up, on the one hand, you can gather different information on community projects via good examples, also to increase your network uh, of people who can bring added value to your project. Thank you, Angelica, for sharing your knowledge and experience in this field with our listeners. And uh, thank you for taking part in this podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to uh, discuss with you and to share my knowledge about this project. Culture2.0.eu